So hi guys, welcome to another startup story. Um, on today's show we have the founders of Model Village. Uh, so we have William and Quinton here today. Uh, so just to give a bit of background on Model Village, they connect models and brands um, and they innovate the way influencer campaigns are conducted by automating all steps through their tech solution uh, whilst providing the flexibility of a boutique creative agency. The company was created in 2015 and was born a members club for models transiting through London and now is expanded as an influencer marketing platform which offers influence solutions for brands to collaborate with highly engaged models on Instagram. Um, it is the first global community for fashion models and provides members with exclusive perks and privilege around the world. So today we have William and Quinton. How are you guys today? Great, Great. thanks for having us, Good. So, just to start us off, do you want to introduce yourselves and tell us what your roles are at Model Village? Sure. Uh, so, I'm William and I'm the CEO here at Model Village. So, I take care of all the day-to-day -day operations, uh, running the campaigns and making sure that we're expanding globally. Yeah, so I have my, my own microphone. Uh, I'm Quentin, I'm the talent director of the company. Uh, I'm the one sourcing the talent uh, and making sure as well that the campaigns uh, are run smoothly. Okay, cool. And where are you guys both from? Uh, I'm originally from Paris, but I'm half English. I'm from Paris, I'm half Japanese, half French. Oh, really? You didn't yeah. know that. <laughs> and uh, so how old were you guys when you first started the company? Um, I mean, I guess we started the company in two phases. The first time we were probably 25 years old when we actually first 20. met. Uh, 23. 23? 23, yeah. Wow, well, time flies. <laughs> <laughs> um, and as I mentioned, you know, we started pretty much uh, in the nightlife industry, uh, catering to clubs and promoting models in their venues. Uh, I think what would mark the creation of our business is when we became a members club in partnership with the W Hotel in Leicester Square, which is probably closer to 2015. So that would, that would be correct. Uh, the company was reborn in 2017 as a tech startup. So that's why it's a little bit of a tricky history. But I don't know if that answers your question. Yeah, I know. So, had you guys started a business before? Um, actually, yes. I think both of us had. Um, I previously and actually still own a rosé wine brand from Provence called Minuit Rose. Um, we developed it with my business partner and we sell it in five different countries still today, including the UK actually. Um, but actually, you know, even our time over at LVK, I think, was considered yeah. maybe intrapreneurship uh, because we developed a new business within the business. Mm, yeah, definitely. Uh, and yourself, Quentin? Yeah, so I was working mostly in uh, events and I was also doing uh, a lot of scouting for the model agencies. Mm -hmm. So this is, yeah, pretty much my background. Yeah. So did you guys go to university? And if so, what did you study? Um, yeah, so I went to, I went to university uh, in France. Well, actually, they call it a business school, but it's pretty much the same. Uh, so I did the bachelor degree at ESSEC, so business administration. 
and later on I came over here in the, uh, to the UK to do an MSc in strategic marketing at Imperial College. Sounds very serious. <laughs> I have a different background. So I've, I've just passed my baccalaureate uh, economics. Oh, I did uh, economics as yeah. well. Uni. So that was, uh, I did it in uh, Mauritius Island. Yeah. Then I got to travel a little bit. I, went, I lived in Thailand and then I came here. Didn't really study, just learned on the Just learned on the go, yeah. yeah. I think sometimes that, that's the best way, isn't it? Learning on yeah. the job. So a lot of people have said, you know, you can learn all the theory, but you never learn all the application. So, exactly. yeah. It's very true. So um, I know you kind of went into a bit about the company. So essentially you started out hosting nights out in London um, and now you're like a collective which connects models and brands together to launch campaigns. Um, so do you want to tell us a bit more about what you do? For sure. Yeah, so I think I... I don't like the word connector because I feel like as a business we do more than that. Yeah. I describe us more as a catalyst, if that makes sense. Uh, what, uh, the good starting point I think to describe our business is to begin with the community. The same community that we had back in the W Hotel days, the same one that we built relationships with when we were working events. Uh, this community of models, now with time and with social media having developed, have all cultivated thousands and millions of followers. These audiences have a real value for brand and I think that's something that we've understood over the past couple of years. Now the challenge was finding a way to actually yeah. convert that into viable media for brands. So I don't think you could come at a better time. I think obviously with the rise of Instagram now, I mean Instagram has probably been around for God knows how, how long, but it's only really kind of, it's like the boom of it. So yeah. I think you've really come around the scene at the right time. So, um, where did the name originally come from? Um, so, the, actually, like, Model Village was the, was the place where all the models were converging, uh, back in uh, the W Hotel. Oh, right, so, so that, that was, was the, the name place. of yeah. Yes, so it was the lounge. Right, yeah. Yeah. so do you just want to tell our listeners what, like, what went on at the W Hotel? Was that just like a place where models could hang out? Or yeah, so that was like a place where the models could, uh, yeah, hang out in between shows and castings, uh, they had access to all the facilities of the hotel, like the spa, mm -hmm. the gym, yeah. the lounge. Uh, it was a place to network and yeah. Okay. That, that's it, yeah. Yeah, I think, right. you know, if, if I were to add something here, yeah. I would just say that it was really answering a problem that we saw amongst models that most of the time didn't have a place to regroup yeah. and socialize. Uh, so we went from a very basic uh, basic fact which was that you know most models are actually foreigners and don't know anyone mm. in their country yeah. of work so getting them to actually connect with uh, like-minded people and giving them a safe haven to actually be able to do that when a lot of them live outside of the city and don't have the means to go back and forth between jobs and yeah. castings was very important and I think that was part yeah. of the success mm -hmm. of our lounge so you're kind of meeting needs on both sides as well, so for the models and obviously for the brands. Mm -hmm. um, so what was your first move in starting out the business? And obviously, you know, I'd say it's both both of your ideas. How did the kind of ideas um, generate and what was your thinking process at the time, I guess? Did you know exactly what you wanted to do? Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> Some long, long days. 
you know what to, to be honest and Quentin like you know feel free to uh, add in here I think it was a uh, it was quite a long process to yeah. get to where we are today uh, we we started up this lounge in partnership with the W Hotel uh, thinking that maybe we would get money from brands for sponsorships right. uh, we envisaged that route which was actually quite difficult to tackle simply because W Hotel belongs to a larger group and many guidelines have to yeah. be respected. By the time that gets trickled up to management, well, the deal's off the table. Um, we, we then imagined almost a Groupon uh, model yeah. for, uh, <laughs> for our influencers, you know, who would actually basically get freebies in exchange for social media exposure. But, that wasn't the way the industry was going either. Um, a little bit later, you know, we started realizing that Instagram was taking such a big chunk of the modeling industry that paying them is something that was going to become possible. Obviously, it's a process I think that evolved with us as brands and businesses became educated on the influencer topic. Yeah. Uh, it's a battle that we have to lead daily, mm -hmm. even though more and more people are aware of it, convincing them of the efficiency of influencer marketing yeah. versus any other channel is still something that's challenging. So just on those challenges, have you found that a lot of brands are kind of very skeptical of like the use of influencers and in that sense? I mean, and we'll come on to social media a bit later on, but would you say that it's been quite difficult? I'd say it's becoming less and less difficult, mm -hmm. but obviously, yes, it's yeah. one of our main issues. Okay. So where did um, you guys meet each other? Where did we meet? Yeah. Top how shop. Did, no, it was in actually Notting Hill, yeah. Not just. But I mean, in London, yeah. Met in London, uh, you know, through a friend, a mutual okay. friend, and started to work together. Okay. So, do you find that your skills complement each other's strengths and weaknesses? To be honest, I really do. Yeah, I think uh, I'm more of a pragmatic and sometimes impatient person, whereas uh, Quentin is much more. Um, of a people skills person on the social side and also very uh, down to earth. Yeah, that's great. And um, what about you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you want to? I, I, I like this answer. No, but <laughs> we we've talked about it recently, and I think yeah, that's. So um, I guess in terms of the brands that you work with, um, you've worked with brands such as Van, Chanel, Gymshark, and Dyson. What? What would you say is your main target market? Um, yeah. Um, I'd say in terms of industries, the first one that will come to mind is obviously fashion, beauty. Okay, they're, to be honest, probably two of the most lucrative industries for us right now. Um, I'd say when you're looking at the market as a whole, we tend to position ourselves as the premium solution for luxury brands trying to do influencer marketing. Mm. And the reason for that is that we do have a very specific niche of influencers to offer them. Yeah. When you're a brand such as Chanel, which is one of our clients, you don't want anyone to be shouting out about your product. Mm. And it's actually being able to identify an influencer's audience, mm. but also their personality yeah. and physical criteria mm. that suddenly enables luxury brands to tap into this field. 
so how did you guys initially approach these brands like how how have you made these relationships um i think that obviously like like any business you've got to start at the bottom so you know when you're creating a tech platform as well mm. for the first time without any uh development background you know you've got to go with what you have so to be honest we started by selling influencer campaigns that were not automated at all uh, we approached clients and leads that were within our network people that were close to us that were ready to give us a first chance i think the, the goal is to initially create those first case studies that are going to be able to validate what you're doing uh, once you have that base slowly you're able to you're able to build your credentials and start approaching clients that have you know a bigger and bigger notoriety so you've been awarded the social map uh, media app of the year in 2017 um, at the UK app awards congratulations yeah. Thank you. Thank so you. just entered the new one this year oh really I well wish you best of luck <laughs> So um, obviously many people have good ideas for, for apps and the problem is executing it, right? Um, so tell us how you guys started the app. Uh, I guess first of all, tell us what the app does. So, and who, who would be interested in using your app? Um, well, actually, um, I'll answer the beginning of this and I'll let Quentin finish because it's more his area. Uh, but just to clarify, our main product is an online dashboard for brands. The, the actual mobile app is only for our influencers, so it's for the yep. models. The easiest way to describe it for me is actually any model's assistant. It's going to enable them to discover a range of perks across any city that they live in. So that can be grabbing a free smoothie from a juice bar next door to going and having a spin at you know the, the latest gym studio next door to having a free dinner. On top of all of that, we're going to embed a certain amount of brands that are looking for product placement within Instagram posts. And the influencer is able to suggest a post to the brands instantly using our app. If the brand approves it, they will then get paid instantly into their bank account. So it actually enhances your lifestyle while enabling you to make money. Make money from that. Yeah. Yeah, so you've, you've answered the question. <laughs> okay, so I guess, are there similar apps on the market that do that? Um, I think, is there one called, I think there was one called Intuapp, like do, do, are there a lot of other competitors at the moment who are doing the same thing? Um, well, to be honest, they're, they're not really a competitor. There are like a couple of uh, apps like them, uh, but they, what they do is offering, you know, uh, different privileges, uh, you know, like we like we do too. But what our core business is really the influencer marketing, mm -hmm. and uh, yeah, so it's more on the on the post side that we. Okay, so going back to the actual focus on the app, tell us how you started the app and um, whether the was the execution process easy. How did you find developers, etc. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good question. Um, well, I remember Quentin and I maybe like a couple summers ago sketching out uh, different iPhone screens for ages. Uh, we did that for about, you know, 
month a month or two yeah. uh, hours every day no no we weren't that pretentious <laughs> we knew that wasn't possible um, I guess when uh, once we started sketching out and you you know those different screens we suddenly understood the flow of what we were trying to build it enables you also to suddenly understand what feasibly is doable and what isn't because you suddenly confront yourself to different issues so for example when we were creating the screens for the perks we're saying okay so we need we need the models to be able to book in a time slot or to get a QR code and then suddenly you realize that as you're creating the next screens that's going to become very complicated in a user flow so I guess you know a lot of it we learned as we went along uh, the biggest challenge is of course pulling together a tech team when you don't have uh, a tech talent as one of your founders. Um, so we were lucky enough to find someone called Far who heads our product division today, uh, who is excellent at what he does. Uh, he built the whole ad tech platform for timeout, enabling venues and brands to uh, advertise on there. After which he joined um, a company called Sound, uh, Sound Songkick. Songkick, sorry, oh, yeah. Songkick. Yeah, that's now been bought by Ticketmaster, um, and he has an incredibly good ability to translate technical vocabulary into you know a, into a business language if you if you will yeah. so he manages our team of developers which he's built from scratch today through his network but also through recruiters mm -hmm. um, and I think that transition that we were able to do from outsourcing our developers mm -hmm. to actually having a team in-house has yeah. get, has made us gain in efficiency and in value in a tremendous way yeah and there isn't that kind of communication gap either is there where you can Oh, you, know, yeah. you tell them exactly what you want and you're able to work closely. Exactly. So, so when you're working with an outsourced team, it's very difficult to get a stable product. Yeah. And that was one of the reasons why we weren't able to approach, you know, some of the top brands or companies that, that are out here until we were in a stable enough place to put our product in front of them. Yeah. As with any product, and especially with technology, so many things can go wrong. And if you're going to put that in front of an LVMH, you've got to be sure that it's going to work. Okay, cool. So when you guys were initially starting out, um, going back to the days when Model Village was um, just, yeah, the beginning stages, how did you guys market yourself? And like, how do you get people to know what, what this is about? Because obviously, you know the industry that you're in it is very new it's not um it's not really that saturated well back then so yeah how did you get your that your name out when we were still a members club or um so when you transitioned to becoming um an influencer platform yeah. um good question do you want to take it yeah ahead? i mean it well it came uh it came step by step like yeah. we've just uh you know, we started uh, doing some activation uh, with uh, with brands. You know, where the, that were more uh, sponsoring us, and like we were plugging in brands into uh, a yoga class, for example. Uh, and it just came slowly like that. And then we've had uh, with Lucy, that is doing the marketing. Um, you know, just uh, getting. Can you introduce Yeah. So like to <laughs> um, 
Do you want to be in there? Hi, Lucy. Hi, guys. Uh, so I'm Lucy. I'm the marketing manager. I joined uh, Model Village at the very, very early stages. And I think the way that we managed to market the business is, in fact, through what we do best, through our own influencers. So as yeah. Quentin said, like we did activations, we reactivated that community because there was there were a few months that passed between um, when we were like developing the app and everything, and when well the time between um, when the W Hotel kind of like died down, and then when we started developing this app. So we had to reactivate the community, like organizing um, fitness activations for the for the members, and that just brought everyone closer together, and then everyone started talking about Model Village way more mm. and um, and yeah I think it was through our members in the very early stages that we got our that we got our name yeah. back out there I think and at the uh, end of the day you know it all comes down to what we are as a business and if you're not able to drive a good influencer campaign yourself well how are yeah. you going to do it for other people <laughs> so I think that's you know what we leveraged in the first place but to be fair, I think that we also used a lot of our um, events and yeah. nightlife credentials to yeah. get to get ourselves out there to leverage, you know, uh, venue leases and inviting the right people that are going to talk about it. Okay, so what kind of events have you um, put on in the past, and can you share any um, any information on what you've got, any plans you've got for Fashion Week coming up? Yeah, so that's actually one of the big uh, events, like we do a biannual uh, event in London yeah. uh, that we just started uh, uh, launching as well in uh, Paris, New York and Milan, um, which is during Fashion Week. So we put together, it's called the Lounge at Fashion Week, uh, and it's a place where we regroup all the uh, industry fashion professional as well as all the models. Um, and where they connect and converge they've got uh massages different uh, corners um if you want to add uh, that's yeah i think from a member's perspective that's really what they get as a value add we're trying to position ourselves in the industry as um a place that will regroup everyone that has anything to do with fashion mm -hmm. creativity but also influence so when you're at those crossroads, the Model Village pop-up, which is called the Lounge at Fashion Week, is the place for you to go and uh, create content, relax, but also discover brand experiences. Cool. So would you say social media is the way forward or do you think it's becoming too saturated? And how do you keep your your um, consumers engaged and stand up from the competition? Interesting. Good question. Uh, I do think social media is the way forward. I think that it'll probably change in its shape or form, but the core of it, which is essentially online word of mouth, this digital conversation, is only going to continue. Uh, as I like to say, what's happening at the moment is that this digital conversation is getting more and more complex. The vocabulary people are using is getting refined, and that's what we're trying to do here at Model Village, is provide brands with a way in on this digital conversation that none of us really have control of anymore today. Um, there's, inter there's an interaction constantly happening between 
the brands and their consumers and they're almost dictating the way forward to the brand um, so I think that yes Instagram might disappear one day and it might be replaced by someone else but the actual habit that I think uh, our generations have been used to today is going is here to stay for sure the formats that it'll be uh, that will be pushed onto might change um, but what's going to make the difference in the long run is the quality of the content that's pushed out yeah. as well as the profile of the people pushing it out. That's one of the reasons why we focus exclusively on, ex on agency science talent mm -hmm. because we believe that credibility is the way forward. Yeah. Obviously being signed and represented by an agency gives you that extra level of credibility. So you would never take models who aren't, um, who aren't signed? Exactly. So just on that topic, actually, do you think this has changed the modeling industry? And so like now, from a model's perspective, um, they no longer just need to be signed, but they need to have like a big Instagram following. Yeah, totally. I mean, I think, uh, I think that today, model agencies are struggling to renew themselves in this space. Uh, they're struggling to understand it. Um, but it's definitely contributed something major to the modeling industry. Thanks to stories, thanks to Instagram, mm -hmm. models suddenly have a personality that the world can see and they're not just a pretty face on a billboard. Yeah. So that, that is a massive game changer. And what we're trying to do here at Model Village is enable this talent to actually monetize this online presence that they've cultivated and that for some of them has become mm -hmm. massive. Okay. So th throughout this process and throughout the whole journey, um, what has been the biggest challenge for you both so far? <laughs> uh, biggest challenge, I, to be honest, I would say since we've scaled to 20 people has been management. Yeah. Yeah. Like in London. Yeah. I think for me, the biggest challenge personally has been learning to be a manager as well as a leader. Yeah. Uh, dealing, same thing. Yeah, dealing with people on a on a daily basis and in the workplace mm -hmm. is very different from socializing with friends. Um, a lot of us are actually at the crossroads of being colleagues and friends, which makes that discipline you know, even tougher to keep yeah. sometimes. Um, although we make it work, but I'd say, yeah, managing to really, uh, to really, you know, Just be a role model. Kind of I think that's something that we've kind of mastered now because yeah. we've been doing it for such a long time. My previous business, which I mentioned was also with a friend. Mm -hmm. So I've kind of, and I think we, we uh, both have mastered that by now, but it's more actually making sure that the team you're building is the right one and also making sure that they feel good mm. because their happiness is your happiness at the end of the day and you feel that in the results that come through. Mm. So as you kind of look on to expand in the future um, and just during your recruitment process, what would you say is the kind of key character characteristic that you look for in hiring people and what would make a good individual um, become a good return on investment essentially? What, to find the talent? Yeah, uh, so no, joining your like team. Like you mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, we, we, yeah, yeah. We, we're still talking about uh, yeah. 
the right talent, you know, to, to, to join the team. I mean, they are, uh, I mean, they need to be people that take initiatives, uh, that are, uh, that understand the space, uh, that are hard workers, <laughs> don't count the, the days and hours <laughs> of work. Uh, and, uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, no, to be honest, I think that's the main point, really, is that we are a startup at the end of the day. We're well-funded, but that doesn't mean we throw money out the windows. And what we're looking for are people that are really passionate about yeah. what they do, to join the adventure for the long run, not just to get a year or two of experience and then go off and do something else. You know, I think that Quentin and I, when we started this in the first place, it was never really about the money. It was about building something from the ground up. And I think that today we've arrived in a place where nothing is done yet, but you know, we can see a difference and it's continuing that adventure that really stimulates us. So we're looking for people that have that same vision, yeah. essentially. Great. So um, what would you, what is the one piece of advice you'd give to someone starting out as an entrepreneur? That's a good question. I'd say don't do it for the money, if I'm honest. A lot of people decide to be an entrepreneur just because they think they're going to get rich. Of course, that's a motivator, don't get me wrong. But if that's your sole, if that's your sole motive, I doubt you'll succeed. And what would you say your passion is? My, my passion is uh, probably wine and spirits, a field that I used to work in and that I've kind of left aside now uh, for Model Village, but that I'll probably come back to one day. Yeah. And you, yeah. My passion? Yeah. I mean, the, the bigger dream is like, is actually to, uh, it might sound a bit funny, but uh, to help people, so I'm very into like social. Uh, so yeah, yeah, I can tell you. <laughs> So yeah, 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 I think I think what what you said is very is very true. You need to be. Uh, I mean, money is more a tool, you know, to get to your bigger dream, mm. which needs to be. Yeah. yeah. So just a final question on Model Village: What is the big dream for Model Village, and what's the five-year plan? That's a good one. That's a CEO <laughs> question. Um, well, obviously, for now we're called Model Village. Mm. Yeah. That might not always be the case. Um, and this goes back to your previous question. A tip for any entrepreneur is start your business with a laser focus. Don't try and go too broad and do everything at the same time. Focus on something very specific that you're good at. And then you can broaden out. I always take the Amazon example here. Yeah. Amazon didn't become what it is today in a day. They started doing only books. And progressively they opened up DVDs and then they started doing all sorts of different things and today they do everything even grocery um, for us it's a little bit of the same approach here I think that today we've managed to really make a space for us in the market um, and really we're recognized as being you know the premium solution uh, when it comes to influencer marketing and that's because we had this laser focus on fashion models we leveraged a, a community that we had previously built and nurtured. The vision uh, five years down the line is not only to be uh, a solution in terms of influence for models, but for all sorts of agency signed talent. So 
We're already preparing this expansion to different verticals, such as actors, musicians, athletes, just to name a few. But anyone that really has a talent and that has a representation will be able to join the platform. So we don't have a name for it yet. Uh, but of course, yeah, a few different things are happening in the background and we're exploring different partnerships uh, with people such as Universal Music um, who need help, you know, to monetize the audiences of their influencers as well. And I think that, you know, it is a very crowded space today. Uh, the one thing that does make us stand out is our talent. Yeah. And the fact that we've put that before our customers. What I mean by this is that most of our competitors in terms of influencer platforms are creating tools to enable these brands to actually get posts from influencers. None of them have actually focused on nurturing the talent themselves mm -hmm. and enabling this talent to have all the tools they need to do their job mm -hmm. properly. Um, ultimately, influencer marketing will get to a stage where everyone knows its importance and what will make the difference is the actual talent that you're using yeah, to shout out about it. Well. Exactly. So you guys have another side business which offers Japanese food in Notting Hill. Um, do you know about that? <laughs> That's the hidden uh, like, How hidden do you find time to do all this? Uh, is that both of you two or how, how, how long has that been going on for? Yeah, so uh, just two brothers to, to name it. Um, been open for two years and a half now okay. uh, but to be very very transparent with you we don't have much time to uh, uh, to take care of it so we just yeah we just share all this uh, yeah. but we're not on the day-to-day -day, uh, right, no. yeah I think it was it was a project that came to life just as we were uh, moving away from right. LVK yeah. because it is a brand that sits under the LVK umbrella yeah. um, we both worked on the launch of it, mm -hmm. so it was quite nice to mm -hmm. see it come to life. Um, but, I mean, yeah, for different reasons that we're not going to expand on here today, yeah. uh, <coughs> we decided to kind of step away from operations and we're today silent partners. Anyway, even if we wanted to, we wouldn't have the time to be involved. Yeah. But, you know, we do recommend going yeah. there for a Sunday brunch. Yeah. It's really good. <laughs> be sure to check out. So, just moving... Uh, towards a few more, I guess, more personal mm -hmm. questions, so moving away from Monarch Village. What would you say um, the definition of success means to you? <laughs> the definition of success is, uh, is to, be, to be happy in your life, um, to really do what you, and it sounds a bit uh, <laughs> yeah, okay. uh, but you yeah, know, do do what you what you like and what uh, like do it. Yeah, do it with passion. Mm -hmm. uh, and um, yeah, that, that that would be it for now. But uh, yeah, I mean, I do think I'm a career-driven person. So you know, success is quantifiable from that perspective but I do join Quentin you know on the on what he was saying I think uh, Confucius once said do something you love and you'll never have to work a minute in your life well mm. for me and uh, having started model village I think that's very true mm. I come to work every morning happy sometimes there are problems 
but ultimately you know there's no real separation between my personal life and this life it's all one same thing which i'm really excited yeah. to do every day and um how has failure set, set you up for later success and i guess if i rephrase the question like do you have a favorite failure um, that has happened to you in the past which has come up for the better yeah that's a good question um I'd say looking back on my wine business, for example, the one that I stated earlier, I definitely learned that um, building a team is key. One of the mistakes yeah. that group. one of the mistakes that we made um, with this business, although it still exists today, uh, could have been a hit. And we decided as two founders that we had the ability. To run it all by ourselves uh, i think the biggest learning that i took from that knowing that it could have been one of you know the famous brands of rosé that exists mm -hmm. on the market today is that don't be too greedy you know it's better to have a small piece of a big pie mm -hmm. than a big piece of nothing so yeah build a team surround yourself by the best and uh that'll definitely help you <laughs> Yeah, I agree, I agree with that. I mean, it's, it's like by yourself, you, you would might go faster, but yeah. on the long run, yeah, you know, like true. you need, you need you to need be... You need people in your yeah. life. You can't do it alone. Um, yeah, no, really good answer. So uh, just a few more questions. It takes like a certain level of focus and resilience and character to, you know, have a drive, like you said, where you, you're a very career-driven person. And I think, you know, someone who wants to make their mark on the world and not just follow the status quo. What do you think has taught you to be this way? And were there any kind of childhood influences um, that have contributed to this? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess I always knew from a young age that uh, coming from a family of creatives, both my parents are in the advertising world, oh, uh, well, on the creative side. Um, on, well, now they have their, their own advertising agency, but uh, my dad's a creative director in advertising. Oh. My, uh, my mom is a photographer. What's the advertising agency called? Uh, it's called uh, Le Nouvelle Opera. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so I think that. I think that from that perspective, I always knew being, you know, so immersed in a creative environment that mm. there was that business fiber that was missing for me and yeah. that I really liked. Um, when my parents actually created their own agency, that definitely acted, I believe, as a, as a motivator for myself. But from a, from a young age, and I think even it, it, joins, uh, it joins with Quentin, Organizing, organizing parties started first as a hobby, but quickly became a moneymaker, a proper yeah. business. And to be honest, I think everything went from there is mm. knowing that you can build this yourself and you can put it together is the most satisfying feeling in the world. If you can make money out of it, that's a yeah. bonus. Um, so with the business, you mean the um, as in, what like were there any childhood influences, um, influences 
on yourself and when you were younger, has there been any kind of role model which has made you think, you know, I want to create something and, and start a business? Yeah, I would, I would say as well, like my, my dad, uh, so he's also a creative, more uh, Nazi side. He, he, he was, uh, Italian. yeah, so he was, uh, he did Les Beaux-Arts. Mm. He was the marketing director of a big uh, perfume company. And uh, yeah, he's always, oh, sorry. Yeah. Uh, and he now lives in uh, Mauritius Island and he, you know, he manages his business from, uh, from, uh, from abroad yeah. and uh, he, he always taught us to be very independent and to, uh, yeah, to, uh, I mean, to uh, build your business yourself, mm. like, uh, so, so, yeah. So when you guys are feeling like unfocused, like everyone has those days where you just want to, you know, get mm-hmm. all up, just stay in bed. What do you guys do to get back on track? <laughs> I like your questions. I told, <laughs> I told Lucy. Um, I, I actually do. Um, you know what? The truth is, if I had to, if I had to take a break every time that I was feeling down. I probably wouldn't be in this office half the time. Being an entrepreneur, and especially when it's a tech startup that's growing at this speed, um, it's a roller coaster ride in terms of emotions. One day you feel like you're the king of the world, and the next day you feel like everything's about to collapse. Obviously, it's because we're so close to it that you know we feel also very passionate about it. Um, But to answer your question, what do I do? is I look at the positives in my life and I try and find solutions because at the end of the day, being an entrepreneur is being a problem fixer, mm-hmm. problem solver. Is that, is that an yeah. acceptable answer? Yeah. <laughs> I don't think there's any right or wrong answer. Yeah, like. yeah I mean, like, no, but it's, it's, it's same here. I mean, we, we, we must do it in a different way, but same thing, like I still very positive and, you know, like, if I if I feel down sometimes, you know the families as well is uh, yeah, is here for that. And that exactly like to surround yourself, but to close yourself too yeah. much as well. You know, it's that's, a, that's very true because yeah. being an entrepreneur, I think you know, can sometimes feel a bit lonely. Yeah. You end up kind of closed off into your own world, mm-hmm. and to be perfectly it. honest, you know, sometimes when I go back to Paris, meet some of my uh, friends that I was in business school with, you feel a gap big with someone that's gone the regular route that I could have maybe done, you know, and it be, you know, a marketing exec in a large firm. And it's true, it's a very different life and it's a great one. But sometimes it's true that you feel that there's a real gap between you and them. Yeah, well, I don't get them <laughs> anymore, maybe. Not <laughs> <laughs> the way around. Um, great. So, obviously, you meet, you have so many models in your connection. Do you have any health tips? Like, you might have, you know, good health tips. What's the one, one good health tip that you guys would share? Health tips. Yeah. Health tips is, uh, is all about, I think you need to be... Uh, Health-minded to be healthy, <laughs> first of all, oh, because a lot of people try and be, you know, healthy, like eat healthy food, yeah. do a lot of sport. This is important, but you need to have a healthy yeah. mind. Yeah. Okay. First and cool. foremost, I think. Um, and you? 
I mean, to be honest, you're not asking the best people here. But <laughs> <laughs> maybe Lucy can jump in on this one. But I would go with balance. balance. Yeah, I think so balance, balance is the answer. Yeah. Uh, I see so many models go completely vegan from one day to another or you know go a little bit crazy in terms of gym sessions yeah. and of course yeah it's all good but not if you're gonna go out on a friday night and just do all the opposite yeah i think yeah the solution is not cutting meat completely out of your life either it's not you know refraining <laughs> refraining yourself you know from um from everything that contains sugar yeah. and whatnot but it's Moderation, having a little sense. having a little bit of everything uh, with moderation mm -hmm. exactly good answer so um, I'm going with the safe question. ones aren't I <laughs> <laughs> what does your morning routine look like Ooh, routine <laughs> uh, well mine's pretty quick <laughs> um, I've got this great Lumi alarm clock oh I've heard about that is it good yeah that, that basically I definitely recommend it yeah it basically on top of delivering sound, it also gives out light in a progressive manner, so you don't wake up with a shock. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, pretty much, I'll have a shake, a coffee, a shower, get dressed, and I'll be on my way. Uh, I usually check my emails and to-do lists while I'm on the tube, so that I already know what I'm doing first thing as I arrive in the office. Yeah. But yeah, I'm not one of those people that likes to take ages in the morning. I prefer to get more sleep in and then go fast. Yeah, I agree. What do you put in your shake out of interest? Uh, I put protein powder, banana, peanut butter, and coconut milk. Okay. And what's your that's a good routine. That's a good routine. <laughs> uh, do you have time to do all that? I'll, do, I'll wake up, take a shower. I need uh, to let those uh, hair dry. <laughs> that beautiful <laughs> hair. <laughs> so, yeah, no, I'll have a, gla a big glass of water uh, and then, uh, yeah, I'll eat a few toasts uh, with butter. <laughs> this is just, yeah, I don't know, it's just that. Uh, uh, and I'll make my way to the, to the office as well. Uh, I like to wake up early in the morning. So. Yeah, so you're a morning person. Yeah, yeah. No, I actually, I actually find a lot of peace working very late at night. Yeah. Yeah. My dad was the same. Yeah, so. I'm the same as well. Yeah. I'm, I'm getting better. But, mm -hmm. yeah. Something that works well in the morning, though, is a ginger shot. Yeah. That really gets you going. Yeah. So people like a load of ginger and lemons yeah. and try to replicate the prep ginger yeah. shot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My nutrient is just broken. So. Just needs, the trick is they just put, like, mostly apple juice yeah. and a little yeah, bit of so ginger. True. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, final question. So, if you guys could have a gigantic billboard uh, with anything on it, metaphorically speaking, and if you could get a message out to um, many people out there with your name on underneath, um, what would you have said on there? So, this could be like a few words, a favorite quote, or a sentence. That wasn't in the question list, was it? I might need a minute for this. Yeah, it can just be like a few words. I think I think it's kind of what uh, 
for myself, what, what we said earlier, you know, like uh, it, it joins, you know, like the being passionate, mm. having, you know, the, that uh, uh, happiness as well in your life and, yeah. and uh, the balance and, you know, it joins the other questions to me. I don't really have any quote in mind uh, that... Uh, yeah. Okay, well, I, mean, I don't really have the wording on point, but you'll get the idea. <laughs> I think the message for me would be that you're the master of your own destiny, so don't let life fly by. Yeah. I'm a big believer in the fact that, you know, you make your own luck and that no one's going to just hand it over to you. Uh, so I guess that's probably the message I'd shout out to the world. No, that's great. Yeah. Really good answers from both of you. So, just closing up now. Thank you so much for today. It's been really lovely to catch with you, you both. Thanks, Carmen. Um, yeah, uh, really interesting answers. So, I guess for our listeners or maybe potential brands who would want to work with you guys. Um, where would they where would they find you they can find us on instagram modelvillage.co and our website is www.modelvillage.co so that's the best place to find us online okay and i'll, I'll put all the um, information all the links in the show notes or you can go to another uh, startupstory.com where all of our interviews will be published okay well thanks guys thank you, <laughs> thank you. bye